0: This is Gross Anatomy, where pop culture meets health culture. Let's get to it.
1: a weird question you know mm-hmm. it's a weird question how are we doing today
0: mm-hmm. i know it has been it's been a hard few weeks neutral is a good answer i think i kind of i don't know about you but i kind of fatigued on being just grumpy and upset so i've come back around to this more neutral carrying on through the day uh, trying to yeah. be positive where i can please.
1: right so social media is very tricky these days
0: oh yeah i'm on a little break
1: i think that's smart
0: I yeah, t- just for the week. I think that's good. Think yeah. That's good. You're maybe you.
1: Social media?
0: Yeah. At first, my sister is doing it and she inspired me because I had taken maybe like a day break or a few hours even because it's hard. I just want to check it all the time right now. But she said she was taking the week and I first just deleted Instagram and then she said, oh, it's so hard not going on any social media. And I was like, oh, I've been on TikTok. So I deleted TikTok too, so I could join her in the full uh, long thing. What about
1: what about Instagram? And uh, what about uh, LinkedIn or Facebook or? Oh,
0: that's hard. There's so many social medias. You're right. I probably have checked LinkedIn this week. However, I don't really scroll LinkedIn, so it's not tempting to me in any way. I will say the few times I've deleted Instagram and TikTok, I'll sometimes catch myself going on Pinterest. So. I'm trying not to do that. I'm just seeing what I what happens if I just sit with myself. Yeah.
1: Or what about, do you ever go on Twitter or X?
0: No, I'm not an X person, that's for sure. And I wasn't really a Twitter person before that. So that was yeah. kind of not a transition I had to worry about.
1: But I, I don't know about you. I, I'm on a couple of group chats with friends and they'll so often send a link to this or a link to that, a story to this. So Mm -hmm. are you not getting links? And if you are, are you deliberately not going to click them?
0: Uh Uh-oh, I'm getting grilled. I a lot of times the links that I get are not actually in text. I'll find that my friends uh, will just DM me on Instagram. So like if they see a link to a post they find interesting, they'll send the post directly in Instagram to my Instagram. So I don't really get that many links. Occasionally I will get TikToks for my siblings, but because my sister is also not on TikTok and my brother doesn't have one, we're not really, it's not been an issue this week.
1: Good for you. That's great.
0: Yeah, my we're friends. doing it.
1: Yeah, my friends are always sending, especially Twitter. They send a lot of Twitter stuff, my friends. You know, just different stuff that's come up, I think. So it's hard. You know, it's funny today, speaking about social media, you know, I run this pre-med program, and we always ask the students, the students go around, introduce themselves to our guest healthcare person, Mm -hmm. and I always have them tell us something. So today's question that I had them tell us was, are they on social media and what's their go-to or favorite or Mm -hmm. most used social media thing? Only two out of like 20, I think it's 24 students, only two said they're not on social media, interesting poll. And then a lot of them said that YouTube is kind of, I don't know if you consider that social media, but they kind of said YouTube is their kind of social media thing.
0: Wow, this is very topical because truly just moments ago, Rachel and I were talking about YouTube Shorts, so they may be on YouTube Shorts. It's kind of, I think, going to be competing with TikTok, so that makes sense. Maybe they're ahead of the curve with looking at YouTube Shorts.
1: Either that or they made it sound like they use it for studying, actually. Mm. You know, they go on because they're all studying for the MCAT and they're supposedly great MCAT study things on YouTube that they'll check.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You forget that YouTube has that dual function. If you can get really informative videos and tutorials and study hacks and whatnot. So that's a good point. I bet you there's this whole side of YouTube that is less social like that, but is still social media. Yeah,
1: like how to change a tire or whatever. That's yeah. All
0: yeah. That's a good, that's true. That's a YouTube video, not a TikTok video, long form stuff. That's more, you need to sit down and buckle up to learn how to change a tire, especially if yeah. You've never done it. It came. Right.
1: And I've used YouTube to, what do you call it, to descale our coffee maker.
0: What does descaling a coffee maker do?
1: Every now and then you got to clean it out because it gets rhyme or whatever. And so it's called descaling. So I always use YouTube for that.
0: What, so you, how is it new? Is it like a complicated coffee maker? Is that why?
1: It's not. No, but it's still, there's a whole process. And I guess if you have the instructions that there's a way to do it, you have to push the button a certain way for a certain thing and click the mm, thing. To enter. clean it out. Probably. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: I remember when I, I went through some barista training a few years ago for, you know, I've had so many different jobs and They talked about the importance of cleaning, frequently cleaning your coffee maker and the oils on the beans, really, it needs to be cleaned regularly because they're pretty oily and it changes the flavor a lot. So if you're really a coffee person, you should be cleaning it regularly. I suppose. So it's good you do that. I'm sure a lot of people don't. Yes. So we're here to talk about some health trends today. The first of which being something that I have been very into lately, ice baths. What? Cold plunging, ice baths.
1: Oh, ice baths. Yeah. I thought you said ice baths, like one one word. like ice baths. Like ice bath. mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, ice baths. Cold plunging is an easier cold plunges oh. and the benefits of cold plunges. So that's trending right now. I'll go through them before we dive in. The okay. other ones are colostrum, which is, maybe you've actually heard of it. I don't want to give anything away. Okay, colostrum. Magnesium glycinate and blue lotus tea. Oh, and there's one more, spermidine, which is maybe exactly what it sounds like.
1: Wow! Wow! Yeah.
0: These are Crazy. the things that are trending. Yeah.
1: Wow. I just so you know, I'm not aware of any of those trends except for ice baths.
0: Okay. And do you do you do them? Do you believe in them?
1: I believe in whatever makes you feel good is worth doing, as mm-hmm. long as it doesn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. But I know the whole cold plunge thing has been around forever especially in europe you know the germans the swedes you the know they're Fins. always the right the the scandinavians
0: mm-hmm.
1: are totally into that stuff so it's fun it's cool it definitely gets your heart racing and blood you know kind of flowing and yeah
0: so here are some things that i found okay being immersed in cold water stimulates leukocytes do you know do you want to tell us what those are
1: Leukocytes are immune cells, or white blood cells, and those those are the things that kind of fight fight off stuff, clean up our body.
0: Yeah, it says it helps fight illness. It also causes lymphatic system to contract, forcing fluid through the lymph nodes. This process aids in detoxing the body and strengthening your immune system. So I, is that does that all feel right to you?
1: I believe it. I I certainly. I mean, why not?
0: Why not? I love that. We're being positive this week. Yeah. Yeah. What I did find interesting, because that was maybe what I thought, even just physically when I do, I recently went to Paws, which is a place in LA where you can book a room for ice baths and saunas. You just book a a contrast therapy. And I did 30 minutes and just was going between the two. And it was so nice. And you're thinking this must be good for your circulation because you, right? So that- that part makes sense. I also read that there was an Oxford study that showed that it lowered upper respiratory tract infections significantly. And that was kind of surprising to me. Mm. I didn't, that I would need to dive deeper into, but I thought that could be interesting for anyone who suffered with getting sick frequently, getting cold respiratory colds frequently, or struggles with that. I assume if you have asthma, it might be stressful to be in cold water. But yeah. if. If you have infections.
1: Yeah, certain asthmas are actually cold-induced. I mean, there's definitely a Mm -hmm. cold-induced asthma. So I don't know about that.
0: So yeah, it's controversial. Definitely check with your doctor before jumping in your ice bath if you do struggle with that. So they're, they're basically everywhere right now, and they're selling so much. I feel like everyone's getting them installed in their house, especially here in LA. So that's been interesting to see. Apparently, Andrew Huberman had an episode about them. They're just basically everywhere. So that's why we're sharing those today. I believe in them. I love them. That's my hot I take on ice.
1: How
0: do you do it? Um, not that often, really. I would say if, if I can go even a few times a month would be nice. I think the ocean really would do that for me too. I would right. love to do it, get a proper ice bath. But my brother and my sister-in-law, they jump in the ocean every morning right after they wake up. Wow, where do they live? They live in Long Beach.
1: Wow, do they live very close to the, or on the
0: ocean? I think they can walk, yeah, so that makes it really easy. So I should be doing that, because I could definitely walk. I'm going to try to start going once a week. I'll report back.
1: To jump in the ocean.
0: Yeah, to jump in the ocean. It's good for wow. it. also the salt water is good for like, your skin and hair. So, if I love the salt that- I
1: agree. You'll have to take some video of that. We'll have to, or definitely some stills to post on, on Gross Anatomy Instagram.
0: Proving that I did it. No,
1: just showing how cool you are.
0: How cool I am. Yeah, I would love to. I'll get a video. I'll make Rachel record me running in. Yes. Okay, colostrum. This has been kind of a TikTok. Hot girls are taking this new supplement. It's a nutrient-rich, milky fluid produced by mammals immediately after giving birth. So people are taking bovine colostrum. Is bovine cow, right?
1: Porcine is, is pig and bovine
0: is, is cow. So it's yeah. been used for hu- by human consumption, I guess, for a long time, but is recently trending because it has a high concentration of proteins, vitamins, minerals, things I can't pronounce, something oligosaccharides. So it's supposed to be very nutrient rich, but because it's produced only for a few hours right after a mammal gives birth. So that led me to be stressed about how are they getting it? They're having to milk cows basically in the the few hours right after they give birth, which I wonder, should that maybe be for the calf? So that's something to think about. Yeah. Or
1: maybe they're milking human moms.
0: Wouldn't that be wild? I don't think that's the one that's trending, but that's a good point. You could probably get other sources
1: because that's that's colostrum too, and that's that's what the baby first gets when the baby first starts breastfeeding is colostrum.
0: Mm, that's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. I think all these adults are just taking this. There's one specifically that's trending that um.
1: As a plant-based guy, it sounds kind of you know weird.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. It sounds kind of weird to me, but I'm also plant-based, so I'm a little biased.
1: Right, me too. It sounds
0: like it has cool cool minerals and healthy things and probably all these nutrients, but it kind of freaks me out.
1: Yeah, that's like eating placenta.
0: Yeah, which people do then, to be yes. fair. People, yes. people do, especially in this city. So yes. who's I, to say what's normal there? It's yes. definitely like the biohacking people are probably taking it, like our keto.
1: But I must say... I don't think there's any real need for anybody to do that.
0: Yeah, that's a, a good way. In. Unless it says it's really, a lot of people are taking it for immunity. Unless you're really immunocompromised, do you really need to be going out of your way to take this? I don't know.
1: Right. Plus, especially if you're taking it from a cow, I think humans, for for the most part, there's a certain sensitivity we have towards animal Breast milk, you know, a lot of people are lactose intolerant, and and I think I think a lot of humans have even a low level without even realizing it of some lactose intolerance. So I, I'm not sure. I don't I don't know. I I I think it's just a fad. I don't think it'll be here for. Yeah,
0: I, I don't think we'll remember it in a few months or no, a year. Cold, I,
1: plunge, cold plunge, ice baths will be around, but they're I, here to stay. They are, but I'm not su- so sure about the colostrum.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. And when you said people have sensitivities, I couldn't help think of the fact that we're both Jewish and my girlfriend jokes that none of her Jewish friends can have dairy. So we we might also be biased there, probably because we were all historically kosher. I don't
1: know. (laughs) I think interesting, a lot of Italians too have that, and and, which is weird because they're such big, you know, Italians Mm. eat a ton of cheese, so.
0: Probably because it's our cheese, maybe Italian Americans are sensitive. Because I know that, not all of the cheese in Europe is pasteurized and that that might be easier for some people to digest. And here it is pasteurized, which kind of gets rid of some of our good bacteria in that too. Even though it's... I love that. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know if that's true, but I know that a lot of times when people will go to Europe or like even sometimes I can't really have a lot of gluten and dairy here. And if I eat it every day, when I was in Italy, cheesy pasta every day, not one stomach ache, not one...
1: You know, you're there you're not the first person to say that, that that people who have stomach issues in the States go to Europe or or somewhere else out of the States and they the same things they eat, they feel totally fine.
0: Yep. So that's my hot take. It's not medical. I don't have any research to back it up. It's just what I think.
1: And I agree. Good stuff.
0: Thanks, Doc my we're whipping through this list so feel free to cut in if you have any ideas on uh, some hot trends you've seen but one that i have actually tried as well is magnesium so specifically magnesium by glycinate is what's trending i've tried a bunch of different types and i'm sure you'll know what it is we need to look out for with magnesium if you take too much or you take the wrong type but you can have a very upset stomach i thought i had food poisoning
1: yeah yeah, well, milk of magnesia is is a remedy to for constipation. Um, yes, it is. And it's something you know we give patients all all the time, and and will make you you know it's it'll clean you out and rotor rooter you.
0: Yes, I had no clue. I'd been taking, I think actually what I've been taking is magnesium glycinate, which is apparently a little bit easier on the system, and I took the other type of magnesium. I think is magnesium oxide, which a lot of people have a hard time with. So I took it for a few days and I could not figure out what was wrong with me. And then I remembered I switched brands or types of magnesium. So people really need to be picky about that. But the if you're taking the right one, it's supposed to help with relieving anxiety, bone health, blood sugar. So back to our, somehow we always come back to diabetes and um, avoiding diabetes. So it helps with that. Heart rhythms symptoms of PMS, which is how I found my way to it and pain reduction.
1: Yeah. Magnesium is a very, very important element uh, for just normal homeostasis, for our cells to work normally. It works uh, with calcium, which is very important too. Getting back to stomach upset, you know, when people have colonoscopies beforehand, we clean out their intestines. You know, you drink this disgusting stuff and it makes you crap your brains out. And actually, magnesium citrate, uh, another form of magnesium, is what's often used to help clean out someone's intestines. So Hmm. magnesium is definitely a cathartic for sure.
0: I wonder if people feel calmer after, if they feel anxiety relieved as a side effect.
1: it's It's used as a sleep aid.
0: Yeah. So I wonder if they, they're cleaning out and they're also just very zen at the same time. How nice. Maybe well, I'll get one.
1: I don't know. You you're too young to have had a colonoscopy, but definitely after the prep, I've had a few. After the prep, you're tired. I, I haven't had the magnesium-based one, but you're definitely tired and and there is a feeling of calmness and zen after that, mm. after being cleaned out like that for sure.
0: There we go. We have a firsthand experience here. I had heard like a few years ago on a podcast that a lot of women were low in magnesium, which is why I kind of was seeking it out. And there was one study that showed 50% of Americans are deficient. So I think maybe a lot of people should either get that checked or explore if they could be taking it. So I think that's a good one to be sharing this week.
1: Yeah, I, th- that data, I don't know. I know we're definitely, a lot of people are low on vitamin D and and mm-hmm. to some degree, magnesium, vitamin D, calcium are all kind of all in the same, all, some of the same pathways in our body. So it's all it's definitely worth checking, especially if you're feeling yucky.
0: Yeah. And if you're anxious or, you know, because that could be things that would help with that or not. And it's things. easy to supplement. Yeah, true. We just make sure you get the right one, you guys. Yes.
1: And don't take too much.
0: And don't take too much.
1: Magnesium is also used in labor a little bit also to slow down labor, Um, believe it or not. Some women who have preterm labor, uh, now I have to double check this because I haven't done OBGYN in a long time. So I better double check this. I think it slows down labor. Quite yeah, it slows contractions. And there you go. I'm glad I double-checked that. In um, some women who have preterm labor giving intravenous magnesium um, will slow down preterm labor. So yeah, I remember that from my, I haven't dealt with that in close to 30 years, but it'll slow down preterm labor.
0: When did you deal with OBGYN work?
1: I did that as a third-year medical student, so a zillion years ago. So, you know, as a third-year medical student, we rotate um, the first two years, at least in the olden days, were that, you know, you're in the classroom doing gross anatomy, looking at the books. And then as a third year, these days medical schools have changed a little bit and some are starting as early as the second year. But in the third year, we start uh, doing our rotations. And my very first rotation as a third-year medical student was OBGYN. And I think we probably did at least six weeks of it, maybe even 12 weeks of it. And I loved it. I actually loved and I had a ton of fun. You get to deliver babies. You get to do surgery. It's a, oh, it's usually always healthy stuff. I loved it.
0: Did you consider doing that instead? Or what? Did were there other fields, medical fields you considered?
1: So pretty much every rotation I did, I loved and considered. That was my first, except for psychiatry. Psychiatry, which I thought I was going to maybe be interested in, because the only doctor in my family at the time was my uncle who was a psychiatrist who I think is the coolest guy. Mm -hmm. Uncle Yingyi, shout out to Uncle Yingyi, my mom's brother. Super smart guy, super cool guy, love him. And he was a psychiatrist and I thought he was so cool and smart. But yet when I did my psychiatry rotation, a few things happened. One, I thought I was going crazy. I kind of was internalizing everything and I felt mm-hmm. so that was happening. And then two, I had a, a, uh, one of my preceptors, one of the doctors I worked with was just a, an asshole basically. And so he just totally turned me off to the to it. It's he not was, a
0: bummer that a bad teacher or a bad boss can ruin a whole mm-hmm. a job or a whole subject for you. That's probably why you're such a good teacher for your medical students.
1: Thank you. Maybe. Yeah. But we definitely see that, you know, with mentorship and then a good mentor, a good person, you know, may steer someone into going into that field, which is cool.
0: I love it. Well, okay. The next one, the one I'm most excited about is blue lotus tea. I have not heard of this before and I love tea and it's a beverage made from flowers of the blue lotus plant, which is cool and fun. And it helps reduce stress and improve sleep quality as well as some mild aphrodisiac effects. And it's grown in the U.S., which is also rare.
1: Wow. It's trending. I never heard of it.
0: No, I think we might both need to just try it, report back. That could be a gross anatomy homework assignment. Do you feel I psychedelic? Noticed.
1: Yeah. What, uh, is it just in any store, like specialty things, or is it in a Whole Foods, or do you have any idea?
0: I would assume it's specialty. That's a good question. We should see if um, we can find it. It has two compounds, apomorphine and nuciferine. So apomorphine is a psychoactive compound that acts as a dopamine agonist. So it that's what helps you feel happy, euphoric, helps with muscle control. Oh, it says like Parkinson's or ED. So it really does yeah. help with anything. Yeah. nuciferine is a compound that acts as an antipsychotic drug, induces feelings of calmness through mechanisms that aren't fully understood. So that's mysterious and also has shown to help with ED. So it seems that it can really just help with calming you down and getting you ready for whatever you need to do. Calming
1: you down and getting you up. Yeah,
0: exactly. Or up and down at the same time. It nice. also has a lot of antioxidants. So it seems that it's really like not a lot of negatives. I'm sure the amount you take makes a difference, like anything funky and potentially psychoactive, but it seems like in small amounts, it's an antioxidant that keeps you relaxed. Wow. So I'll be checking that out. Yes, we'll have to see here. Maybe I can look up, can we get it easily? That's the question. Maybe it's the next mushrooms, the next uh, psychoactive mushroom trend which we've talked about a lot on here. No, it seems that you can get it pretty easily. You can order it online.
1: Is it at stores though?
0: Yeah. Um, one of these brands that I've seen a lot in LA, Nima Mundi, they have stores and they sell a lot in like Whole Foods and Air so probably oh. kind of a, mm-hmm. you know, they sell a Blue Lotus Power or Powder. And then there's I a few power. other, Etsy sells a tea, Amazon even has a tea. it seems really accessible.
1: Oh, I see there's even a Whole Foods brand.
0: Yeah, and Reddit, I'm gonna have to get it when I go to Whole Foods this week. So that one will be easy. And there you go. Wow, that's cool. I didn't realize how easy it was gonna be to get. That's my favorite trend we've talked about on here so far.
1: Yeah, that's a good trend and you could do it while cold plunging.
0: Oh my God, I'm gonna be a whole new person when we chat next week, watch.
1: There you go, there you go
0: nice okay our final hot topic is spermidine do you have any guesses
1: i i don't even want to guess
0: i know i didn't either and then i i googled it obviously and i was a little apprehensive it's a natural compound found in many foods including soybeans mushrooms and cheese it's a polyamine polyamine that plays a role in molecular and cellular interactions. And it was originally isolated from semen, but it's also found in those items, cheese, corn, mushrooms, legumes, soy products, whole grains.
1: And why are we sperming?
0: It has anti-aging effects. So the biohackers are into it. It's it's working on longevity. It's It says modulating aging. So I'm guessing that's a longevity thing, suppressing, the severity of age-related diseases. I would love to see how they can prove that, but that's the that's what they're saying out there on the internet. Prolonging lifespan, fostering healthy cell regeneration, healthy liver function, memory and cognition, protecting the DNA against damage. So it's really trending for an anti-aging crowd. So anyone who... Remember we chatted with Allie? Um, yeah. She's into biohacking. So someone like her is probably... Researching what foods this is in, and And are any celebs
1: currently like, are there people we know who are on it or using it, or no?
0: I think that it because it's accessible through soy products, cheese, and mushrooms. I bet you you can, a lot of people are either accidentally consuming it, or just you can seek out either a plant based food or a not plant based food, and you can take it that way. So I think it's just going to be something people will pay attention to, but I bet we're all kind of, especially the vegans are eating tofu all the time.
1: Exactly. I'm tofuing all the time.
0: So yeah. then to wrap it up, I can tell you what I was watching this week, which was the Blue Zones documentary. Oh yeah. Have you seen that?
1: Yeah. Uh, part of it. We're definitely halfway th- or two fifths of the way through.
0: Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but this kind of connects to spermidine and that almost all of these... Well, all of these Blue Zones ate a really heavy plant-based diet, basically. Like It was like rare meat in their diet, tofu, whole wheats, and fresh honey, local wheat, local grown potatoes, sweet potatoes, all these things that probably do contain this. So that would be interesting. I wonder if they did a more specific study with that crowd, if their foods are containing this. I don't know. Yeah. Are you going to finish it?
1: I don't know. Did you love it?
0: I did love it. It was kind of a good background show for me. I don't know if I would sit. I had it in the background while I was like cooking or like, answering emails because it, it wasn't this riveting thing. I just thought it was really informative and kind of, I don't know, sometimes, especially being vegetarian, I don't always want to watch those documentaries that are like murdering cows and making you feel like... It was kind of a nice way to show like a he- he- uh, healthy plant-based diet without it being pushy or aggressive. So it was sort of affirming in in certain life choices, like walking a yeah. lot. No, they all had true. like natural movement. I thought it was interesting that in the first city, they made a point that all of these, they were in Okinawa and a lot of this older Population, they were saying, we're sitting on the floor their whole lives because it's Japan, right. and they keep it, and they have to be able-bodied enough to sit down and get up. It's basically you have to be able to do like a squat, cross your legs, stand up right. every day. A lot of people can't do that.
1: Yeah, that was a kind of fun thing that that whole people sitting on the floor, getting up, getting down, getting up, getting down, and makes a lot of sense. They're constantly, you know, super active.
0: Yeah, same with Sardinia. It was like, oh, this grandma. Hundred-year-old wants to go to church. She's got to walk up the San Francisco-sized hill to get there. She goes every yeah. day. So it was yeah. kind of just affirming. I did like watching that this week. And then Rachel and I are now after this going to go watch Killing Eve, which is our current obsession.
1: Oh, you yeah. Didn't watch it. You're you're just starting it.
0: We're a few seasons. I think we're in season three, but we never had watched it before, and we have a hard time finding shows that we both like. I don't know if you and Bernice have that.
1: A little bit sometimes, yeah. I mean, there's some master shows, and then yeah, finding the outliers are harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched uh, Killing Eve. We definitely watched the first season. I'm trying to decide if we watched all or part of the second season, and then kind of just ran out of steam with it.
0: We're both we're pretty into it right now, but I think also you and Bernice watch more shows than us. You might have had something more riveting going on. I don't know.
1: I don't remember, but it was a fun interaction those two characters.
0: Yeah, and then I've also been listening. I've been trying to find some podcasts. and I don't want to get too into politics because Gross Anatomy is pretty entertainment heavy, but I've been listening to Pod Save America and and trying to listen to some history on Israel and Gaza. So that's been a kind of nice, quieter space. Like social media can be so many, it feels so loud. You know, it's like I can go on a walk alone and listen to this and see what I agree with. Mm -hmm. They try to stay really unbiased. Of course, everyone is, but there's some interesting history there and they have a lot of episodes now. So as you know, things have developed. So that's been somewhere I've been going to listen to a podcast this week.
1: Nice. I was just on a plane. Uh, we, we were in Miami for a second. Uh, Bernice had a cosmetic conference. So we went to this conference and then we showed our little one University of Miami. Wow. And on the flight home, was it home? Yeah, home. I like I like on a plane watching you know the most stupid stuff that I normally probably wouldn't watch. So I watched Flash, the Flash. Oh. And and I re- surprisingly liked it. I don't think I anticipated much. And and have you seen the Flash? Are you a superhero? No, fan?
0: I know of the Flash, but I haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, because the lead actor is in was in the news because of Ezra Miller. You know, a lot of a lot of. I think treating people badly. I'm I'm not the, I'm not sure of the whole stuff, but bad stuff I think Ezra mm-hmm. Miller. But um I actually surprisingly liked the movie and I thought Ezra Miller was good. And Oh
0: yeah, I know Ezra Miller. Ezra yeah. Miller was in Secrets of Dumbledore, like Fantastic right. Beasts. That's what yeah. I was I was like, "Oh, where they look familiar."
1: Yeah. And then um what i and it's all all these movies are about the multiverse that's what everybody's talking about these days so Mm -hmm. um so it was kind of very multiverse ish too but it was kind of fun in that i don't think i'm going to spoil it for anybody they had all these different batman versions and different superman versions so it was fun to see you know the different actors in the past who had played batman in it and the different actors and some different superman actors it was it was that was that was what was kind of fun and entertaining
0: Cool. yeah I totally relate whenever I'm on planes I watch things I like wouldn't like I want to totally numb out I've watched Fantastic Beasts a lot on planes Harry Potter something that's like another universe world is perfect so I totally get you watching the flash on a plane yeah also yeah Ezra Miller was in Perks of Being a Wallflower which is really good
1: right I did like that movie. Yeah. Yeah, Who was was the girl in that? Um,
0: Emma Watson. Yeah. Who's also Uh, in Harry Potter. Wow. Comes full circle. There was good
1: music in that movie too, I think.
0: Yeah. Good music. Amazing. I feel like amazing writing.
1: And the other thing I watched on the plane, only part of it, like I started, it was already going and I didn't even get to finish it because we landed, but it was fun, was the movie Blackberry. And Mm. it was basically about you know, how BlackBerry came to be, you know, the phone company, you know, that's since gone, you know, and and not our, you know, it's now it's either Android, Samsung, pretty much, or Apple. And it was kind of fun to watch BlackBerry, the movie, just to kind of see, you know, they, I think, you know, at least the movie made it sound like they were really the first cell phone and the first one to do texting. And it was kind of fun and cool to, to just watch that and realize how recent ago that was but how long ago to some degree that was also so it was kind of fun to watch that
0: oh yeah i remember my mom had a blackberry and i wanted it so bad and i i had that before i had an iphone and some of my friends already had iphones but i was like very excited to have the blackberry i loved the full i kind of would love to throw it back to a blackberry i wish we could
1: Yeah, the, flips, the flip screen and the and the Razer, that was the one everybody liked, mm-hmm. right? The BlackBerry mm-hmm. Razer. Um, and so that was,
0: I don't know if that was a BlackBerry. The Razer, oh, was was role- yeah, but the uh, Razer was very trendy. Right. Everyone had a Razer and then my mom gave me her BlackBerry. I couldn't have been more excited.
1: Yeah, and one of the reasons why I refuse to get an iPhone is because I still miss my BlackBerry.
0: But don't, yeah, because you miss the full screen. that or the full keyboard keyboard. yeah it was fun it was fun to hit buttons
1: i like the buttons yeah
0: yeah i like the buttons too yeah okay well i think we can end there anything else from you
1: end on the buttons
0: ending on the buttons we all miss them well thank you so much for taking time today thanks for everyone for listening to gross anatomy
1: thanks for joining us everybody see you soon
0: see you soon thanks for listening to gross anatomy As a reminder gross anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition